Welcome to Me Time, the podcast for women in midlife who've been taking care of everyone else and now say, it's my turn to take care of me. I'm Kim Aceto, health and self-care coach for women in midlife and your host. Thank you for spending your precious me time with me right now. Enjoy the show. Okay, so today I am here with Darla Andrews. Let me share a little bit about Darla. First and foremost, Darla is a mother of five beautiful daughters. Well, girls, I could say that too. Uh, She developed a passion for fitness at the age of 19 and began teaching group fitness classes at a small gym in San Diego. At 22 years old, she had her first daughter, and by the age of 40, she had her fifth daughter. Life was crazy busy, and although she continued to teach group fitness off and on throughout the years while her older kids were young, by age 40, she had let taking care of herself go by the wayside. She was overweight, tired, and not happy with how she looked or felt. That's when she made a decision to change. She began taking care of herself again. She got herself back into shape, found her passion for fitness again, and transformed both her body and her life. Her journey back to getting herself in shape led her to realize that there are no limits to what can be done when you push beyond what you think you can do. At age 49, she competed in her first figure competition and became an NPC National Masters figure champion and at age 51 earned her pro card in the INBA and placed second in the 2015 Natural Olympia. Darla, thank you for coming on to the Me Time Midlife podcast. Well, thank you for having me, Kim. I'm super excited to be on and um, just share some knowledge and some things I've learned along the way with your listeners. Yes, well, I've always been inspired by you and I've had you on for different things with my community just because you are so inspiring and um, you know, just the things that you've accomplished when it comes to your fitness. Uh, you know, especially having those five daughters and having your own business with your husband mm-hmm. and, and all of that. Um, it's really incredible. So you have an incredible story. Uh, we're going to talk about, you know, some of the uh, ups and downs, and I want you to share some tips when it comes to exercise for mm-hmm. women over 50. So we'll kind of get into that. But before we do, um, let's start with this question I ask every guest, which is what do you enjoy doing during your me time? Well, um, number one, moving my body. So whether that be going to the gym or just going outside for a walk or doing yoga. Um, and then I like to spend a little time every morning just it, praying, meditating, reading, things that are just going to put my mind in a positive place for the day. So that is my, that's my me time first thing in the morning. And if I don't do those things, <laughs> I, my day doesn't go as well. So every day. That's, that's what I do. Yeah. That's so important. Yeah. yeah. You, you and I, we kind of had a similar mentor and uh, one mm-hmm. thing that he, I remember he always uh, taught us was, you know, every day I fill in the blank. And for him, it was yeah. every day I, I read every day I write every day mm-hmm. I work out or something like that. Right. So right. The things that you do every day, you know, I, I like to call them your anchors. Those are the things exactly. that ground you, you need to do every day. So it's great to yes. do that. Yes, exactly. Yes, definitely. It's something that grounds me. And um, 
And I've just been practicing that because that and early mornings only just because having five kids, that's like the only time that it was quiet. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, but you can yes. practice those things throughout your day too. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. Great. So I, I uh, shared a little bit about your journey, but let's talk about your journey to competing, mm -hmm. um, especially um, more in your midlife years, right? So after you had your kids, uh, talk a little bit more about what that journey was like. How were you able to, mm -hmm. to get to the you know, accomplishments you did? Interesting, because it really, it, it, I, I didn't go into, when I got back into shape, I didn't go into it with the intent of eventually competing or doing some of the other things I did. Um, but it was just my journey that led me there. And it's kind of interesting because when you were talking about in the beginning, just when you were talking about me, my physical transformation really transformed my mentally transformed me mentally and in all areas of life. So, um, you know, along the, along the way, I, I ran a couple of marathons, which I never ran ever unless someone was chasing me. I didn't like running. And that was my first kind of like thing that I did that I thought I would never do that I never even want to do. And mm -hmm. competing was the other thing that, you know, I, I just thought it would be nice to be able to look like that, like competitors, but never did I imagine it would be me. So there was one year a friend of mine saw something that I posted on Facebook and he said, you should compete. Have you ever thought of competing? And I said, no way, <laughs> just no way. Mm -hmm. I just thought there's no way on earth I'm going to get up in a bathing suit. I don't even like to be in a bathing suit at the beach, let alone on a stage. No right. way. So anyway, I, I, so a few of friends were really encouraging me and I thought, well, hmm, you know, I, I just thought it's definitely something out of my comfort zone, which I learned that when you push out of your comfort zone, you always grow stronger. So I thought, okay, well, I'll just go into the training to see if I could just even get to, to that place where I could look like I could step on a stage, right. <laughs> which was not my favorite part. That part was not my most favorite. And I was nervous as heck. So that's all I did. And I really broke it down into, into my training. I had a coach because I'd never competed. So I had a coach and I just broke it down into, you know, little daily chunks. It took me about 16 weeks of really hard dedication. It's like, it's probably the most challenging thing I've ever done just from a mental standpoint is the discipline. And, and I did, and I got up on stage and that was my first competition at 49 in the NPC. And I took home the sword, which is in the world of bodybuilding, a big deal. <laughs> so, you know, I thought I, I was, I felt this sense of accomplishment, really. I just felt like, wow, I can't believe I did that. And, you know, how crazy. And then I thought I was never going to compete. I, after that, I was like, oh, I'm done. I, I really don't want to do that again. Then I kind of got the bug a couple years later and I hired a different coach this time who was a woman who I just felt like we connected better and kind of like some of the things physically that I struggled with the first time because it's not healthy just just kind of a side note it's it's extreme and and there's healthier ways so anyways the second time um I went into it just thinking I'm going to compete once and I did, and I did well, and I got my, ended up getting my pro card in the INBA, which is the International Natural Bodybuilding Association. Mm -hmm. So after that, there was a period where there was, um, you know, the next competition was going to be only three weeks away. 
and I thought, oh, well, okay, why not? I'm, I'm here now. I mean, I'm, I'm ready. So what's another three weeks? And then I qualified for the natural Olympia, which was another six weeks after that second show. So I did three competitions at, you know, 51 in a six month period. And I did, I came in second in my age group at the natural Olympia. So it's, it's kind of a journey that kind of just happened and I wasn't necessarily focused on that. So I think my point to this is when you do embark on transformation, um, be open to, to just things that you think maybe I'll just, I'll never do that. I don't think I could ever do that. And it, and it taught me so much, so much more than just being on the stage. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, it's a really, really, as far as any kind of, you know, competition or sport, I was not really into sports growing up, but, um, it's very subjective. It's very, you know, you work hard and you don't know who's going to show up as your competition that day. So you always have to just look at your own, like you just know that you did your best. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I just had the support of family and friends and I went for it and I said, I'm scared as heck, but oh, well, right. <laughs> why not? <laughs> What's yeah. the worst thing that could happen? Right. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, the worst thing that can happen is that yeah. you don't place or you don't win right. or whatever, but, right. but just like they say it, it, the, um, the, the joy is in the process and yeah. the hard work and the learning, right. What right. And the discipline and I mean, how that transforms you mentally i mean besides totally. physically what it does for you mentally so what did yeah. it do for you mentally how how were you changed? it really showed me that um that i did have you know what it takes to really see something through you know what i mean because we we start sometimes in fitness we'll start something and stop and and also i have to tie it into running you know two marathons because in that it, it's the same thing it's like it kind of teaches you how not to be overwhelmed when you have something big ahead of you. Mm. So with those two things being like, okay, running a marathon or competing, getting up on a stage, getting down to like eight, nine percent body fat, which is crazy at my age. Right. If you at look any at age, but you, yeah. I, yeah, exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. Um, if you look at like that big thing over there and you and you it's it could be overwhelming. And it really taught me kind of even in life, if you kind of look at those big things that seem just like so, so hard to get to, or I'll never get there or, um, you know, or I'm so tired. I don't think I can go anymore. It taught me how to persevere. I think that's the biggest lesson is that both of those things and also methods on how to, how to persevere when you've got something big in front of you, you've got to look at just one step at a time one, one, sometimes one minute at a time, you mm -hmm. know, so it really teaches you how to be more disciplined in that sense and, and not to get so overwhelmed. Um, that's the biggest lesson for me mm -hmm. that, that it taught me. So, and I learned a lot about how your body just works. It's really amazing. Our bodies are just so amazing and the science behind fat loss, which isn't my focus, but it's really, it was, I learned a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's what I love so much about fitness is that it just can teach you so much. There's so many transferable Life. 
you know, skills mm-hmm. that you learn that you can take into your workplace or into mm-hmm. relationships or into any other goals that you have, you know? Yeah. And I mean, again, I want to reinforce the fact that you weren't doing this when you were, you know, when you were at your peak, we're, we're at our peak mm-hmm. when we're teens, right? Uh-huh. Um, that's uh-huh. why you see gymnasts or, mm-hmm. you know, what are they, 14 years old? Yes. Um, <laughs> I have a daughter that was a gymnast. And right. So- yeah. Right. Definitely. So you add, I mean, three plus decades to that. Oh, yeah. It, it just, oh, yeah. it's a lot harder to, um, to mm. get there and you, you mm. got there and it's, it's just so inspiring to me. Oh, thank you. Um, how you're able to do that with your body. It's incredible. And, and still Darla, you know, you, um, you still keep yourself fit and mm-hmm. you, know, you still work out and you still train clients and all of that, which is, mm-hmm. which is wonderful. Um, so where are you now, uh, physically, um, you know, what are, what are some things that, that are happening with your body now and well, it, focused on physically? Yes. Cause the last time we talked, um, you know, I mean, I just, I was probably, it was a few years ago, so I was still running and doing things like that. However, and I'm 55 now, so now I qualify for the senior discount in some places. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, they it's keep so moving funny. that senior age up. I know, right? I know. I'll take it though. I'm like, I'm not embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but I have, you know, I've got arthritis and uh, some of it's just genetic. And of course, some of it I'm sure has to do with just, you know, just doing a lot of teaching a lot of group exercise over the years, fitness. Oh yeah. And then just some of the things, mud runs running. Um, so now I am focusing on, even though I can't do some of the things that I really have always loved to do. And I always tell people do what you love. Running is something that I didn't start. Did I, I didn't develop a love for it until my mid forties, early to mid forties. And then to now not be able to run, it's like, wow. So at first I, I would have to say I was kind of in a funk you know, and lifting heavy and heavy is relative, but, um, you know, to compete, you've got to be able to go in and build muscle. And so you've got to lift heavy and lift weights. And, um, those are two things that I really can't do now. I mean, I can still lift weights, but I've had to make adjustments. And so now I'm focusing on, instead of being bummed out, like, I can't do this or that. What can I do? Thankfully, I can move. (laughs) Thankfully, every day I can get up out of bed and I I can move. Um, And so I do things that I still, I still have found things that I enjoy and I still lift weights, but I go lighter weight. Um, I hike. I do hikes. I can't do some some of them. I have to just kind of be careful on super strenuous hikes, but just being outdoors Um, and yoga. Yoga is something that I really love to do and just um kind of toning it down i think for a long time i was i was the one that you know and i still do i i'm the weird one that actually likes burpees and things like <laughs> 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 when i heard when yes, that's hip, weird. it is weird my husband i told him one day when my hip was bugging me i'm like gosh i miss doing burpees he's like who says that right like, who even yeah. says that <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but um with that being said um you know, I've just found things that I enjoy, but it's because it's a stress relief too. Mm -hmm. So that, so right now I'm just focusing on toning it down. Mm -hmm. More is not always better. And my workouts actually now are maybe 30 minutes. That's it Mm -hmm. versus what I used to do. So, 
Um, it's not high intensity all the time. It's not, you know, so it's like 30 minutes and I'm feeling great. I'm not feeling like I'm overdoing it because that can also create trouble, like just the stress hormone was from overdoing. So right. I, I've toned it down and I've learned to really be happy with where I'm at right now. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's great. You know, you've mentioned a few times that you make sure, you, you know, you're toning it down, mm -hmm. um, but you're also, you also make sure that you do things that you enjoy. You mentioned yes. that a few times. So why is um, doing physical activities that you enjoy such an important part? Of well, you're just more likely to do it. You know what I'm saying? If somebody just says, oh my gosh, I just don't like, I can't stand. Like for me, I'm not somebody that would ever go to Zumba. <laughs> like a lot of women love that. And I have two left feet. So <laughs> I just wouldn't be jumping out of bed going, I want to go to Zumba today. You know, so if you have something that you enjoy, yeah, you're not going to feel like you're quote unquote working out. And I don't even like to call it working out, mm. you know? Um, if you find things that you enjoy, then you're more likely to to incorporate them into your day and have them be a daily mm -hmm. a daily thing. However, there's also things that, you know, that we really, especially when we are in the second half of life that we really need to do when it comes to fitness that some people may not enjoy, but it all depends on how, you know, how, how do you want the second half of your life to be quality of life? But if, yeah, if you find what you enjoy, find friends, find support. Those are the things too, that I think make a huge difference. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Definitely. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, like you said, you know, lighter weights, mm -hmm. uh, hiking, yoga. And when it comes down to this too, uh, doing the things that you enjoy, um, I think people will like hearing, you know, the lighter weights. Yes. <laughs> and, um, there's a lot of stigma behind, you know, you have to, it's true. And, you know, mm -hmm. you build muscle, you have to lift heavy weights, but mm -hmm. you have to, in order to build the muscle that you built, Darla, you, right. you lifted a lot. You spent right. a lot of hours in the gym. Yes. Um, but and you don't need to do that for just maintaining, yes. you know what I'm saying? That's again, that's extreme. So right. it's one of those things that, you know, that you don't personally, me, I wouldn't be making a lifestyle out of competing every year. Cause it is, it was, for me, it was hard on my body and even, you know, even just around the whole idea of the diet and that's a whole separate topic, but right. it can also create a lot of just not enjoy, you know, like it, it. So with that being said, yeah, lighter weight, mm -hmm. um, TRX is one of my mm -hmm. most favorite things that you can do because you can make it as hard as you want. Right. <laughs> so that little shout out right there. <laughs> yeah. 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 And you can take that anywhere and, um, oh yeah. On vacation yeah. With you and, and all types of things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So, oh my gosh, you know, we could talk about this subject forever. I, I know. <laughs> um, okay. So let's, so, so you've kind of toned it down. You've had some challenges, um, mm -hmm. with arthritis and you're not able to do, uh, all the things that you, mm -hmm. um, used to do, but that's okay because that was a time when that's, that's what you had to do mm -hmm. to compete. And I know, um, women listening, uh, have their own challenges when it comes to, you know, maybe arthritis or they have injuries or they have pain and they have all those kinds of things. So I really love yeah. your advice about do what you can, mm -hmm. you know, do what you can. And, um, and also thank your body, I think for what it still can do. Right. A hundred percent. Oh boy. Uh, yeah. 
I think yeah. that's important. Okay. So now let's talk about, uh, so you're 55 now yep. and you shared a little bit about how you work out now. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it comes to just a woman who's never competed in uh, any fitness competitions and mm-hmm. just wants to live a healthy um, life where she can get in and out of you know the mm-hmm. car easily, can walk up the stairs without huffing and puffing, can go on a vacation and go on a cycling tour in um, in Europe and you know just enjoy right. the the second half of her life. What are some tips when it comes to exercise for women over 50, what's important for them to keep doing or to start doing? I think, well, if we're talking about, well, keep moving for sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of, a lot of people, women, men, you know, when you have arthritis, there's days I get up and I'm like, holy cow, I feel like I'm 80. That's one of the most important things. What, if you have aches and pains, just keep moving. The more sedentary we are, the, the, everything you just things are going to hurt more you're not going to stay mobile and flexible so keep moving um i think too for somebody who's just starting out just start by walking you know get up every morning and maybe walk just walk 20 30 minutes if that's too too long start with what you can and um I think the other thing is to do more throughout your day. So I've done a lot of, you know, just, um, just in my own personal um, coaching with clients and things. And of course we all know this, but interesting thing is people that get up, you know, like they, they go to the gym every morning, they work out really hard. Let's say they do a really killer workout. Then they get in their car, they go to work, they sit all day. Then they get in their car, they go home and they sit there's a lot of studies that are showing that it's better to move more throughout your day, even if it's a little bit. So we've done these things called a NEAT challenge. Mm. NEAT just stands for non-exercise activity thermogenesis, which just means the things that you do throughout the day. Um, So, you know, incorporate some of those things into your day. And I tell my clients, you know, maybe you can't make it to the gym, but you could do you could do some squats before you sit on the couch, you know, just body weight. It's stuff yeah. you don't think about. So, um, but I, I would just say, focus on moving more throughout your day. It doesn't have to be, you know, focused traditional exercise where you have to get in the car and go to the gym. And I think it's sometimes better just to put on your shoes and go outside, honestly, because mm-hmm. being out in the fresh air and then, um, and you definitely want to focus on strength training, resistance training, And, um, especially as we age, because we lose muscle and keeping muscle is so important when it comes to, um, everything, like even with arthritis, if you can keep the, the muscles around the joint strong, you're going to, you're going to move better as we age. Um, we want to be able to get up and go do things and keep up with our grandkids. I have two grandkids now. So, um, so resistance training. It could be just simple as get up out of bed in the morning and maybe do some squats, do standing at your counter while you're waiting for your coffee, do some countertop push-ups if you can't do a full push-up on the floor. Um, planks, you know, basic body weight to build core strength too. I think that's just so important. And then, um, you know, um, I think that's, that really is it is just keep moving, find things you can do throughout your day and, um, be, think out outside the box, you know, I mean, and then of course, if you've got 
20, 30 minutes, then get a focused workout into because it really is uh, not only for your physical body, but mentally. I'm in that phase of life now where my youngest is 17 and I'm almost empty nester and it's kind of a weird feeling. And there's times that I feel kind of lost. I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I've never, I've been a mom for so many years and maybe I know all your listeners aren't parents, but it can, it, even no matter what, second half of life, you are in a transition yes. and you can get at our age, you can hormonally speaking, you can get depressed, you can be stressed. And, and the other reason to just move your body is because it helps with that too, the mental aspect. Mm. So I don't know, is that, those would be That's my great. tips for people starting and find what you enjoy. I think find a group, find, there's so many, there's so many groups now too. find a hiking group. I, mm-hmm. I found a couple hiking groups and met some new people and that was fun. So yeah. 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 I try not to uh, use the word exercise as much as I'm yes. using the word physical activity more. I like that. You know, cause it just means to be active as opposed to, I think we have an idea of mm-hmm. exercise as being something painful and uncomfortable exactly. and inconvenient and, you're right. you're you know, right. and then we make it this big production. Like you're yeah. saying, just put your shoes on and go outside. You know, you don't yeah. have to have the perfect water bottle and the perfect no. Lululemon outfit and, oh, you know, exactly. $20 socks. Or- and I call it movement. My morning movement. That's what I call it now. I'm like you kind of in that sense that workout, I'm trying to kind of take that out of my head. Just move your body. Mm-hmm. You're designed to move. We are right. designed to move. <laughs> body in motion. <laughs> yes. Continue, you know. Exactly. Stay in motion. Exactly. Yeah. And I love, um, you know, talking about um, our muscles. I mean, people don't understand like the purpose of our muscles is for movement. That's why yes. we have them. And yes. so if we want to continue to move, then we have to move our muscles. Right. Um, and then along with that, the core strength, because just like you said, you know, um, I remember when I was a personal trainer, having so many clients who were, you know, corporate um, professionals and they would uh, get up in the morning and they would um, sit and eat breakfast and then they would um, get in their car and sit for two hours in traffic and then they'd go to work and sit and then they'd mm-hmm. you know come home and sit and um, and a problem with that is not just the fact that they're not moving but you lose core strength when you're when oh, yeah. your body is always being supported right we have mm-hmm. these nice comfy you know chairs and sofas and um, you know everything is is designed for our comfort, mm-hmm. but what we need is we need to be uncomfortable. <laughs> so exactly. our body learns how to, how to, oh, um, yeah. right. And, and then you've got the person that says like, because my husband, you know, is a chiropractor, mm-hmm. sports medicine doctor, and you've got the person that comes in and says, I don't know what I did. I bent over just to get, pick something up and boom, my back went out. Well, that's been brewing for a long time. Right. So the, the strengthening the core is about and your body in general is about being able to do the things that you want to do the rest of your life. Yes. You know, get move, get up, go do something, go whatever that play with the grandkids, um, be able to, you know, do things yourself around the house. I mean, just basic everyday things. So right. the stronger we are, the, the more we're going to be able to be independently doing that for, you know, yeah. <laughs> for yeah. the second half. Yeah. Right. And those are the things that bring us joy. You know, I yeah. mean, I really believe that the byproduct of, of, um, you know, taking care of yourself is that you do look better, right? You do, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. you, um, you know, but, but the fact that you feel better and that you can enjoy life more because things yes. are easier for you mm-hmm. um, and they're more enjoyable. Um, that's what really makes us happy. It's not mm-hmm. how we look. We think, 
It's what right. we're going to see in the mirror that's going to make us happy. And, and so we're so focused on the, on the number on the scale or how our clothes fit or right. how we look in the mirror. But the things that really bring us joy is, are those intrinsic things, mm-hmm. right? 100%. A hundred percent. I mean, and I think that would be my other, you, when we said what tips, I wrote this down, I forgot to mention it, but don't, don't focus on numbers on the scale or size of pants or just don't even have that be your why. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got to have a why. Why do you, why do you want to get in better shape? Why, why do you want to start, you know, have a, have a why that goes beyond you know, a, a size of clothes or numbers on the scale, because right. those are not lasting. Right. And your motivation for that won't last either. It's got to be more than that. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think when you feel better, it becomes easier. So when you create that little habit and those little habits, a habit is something you decide to do. Mm. You decide, you make a decision and you do it. And before you know it, the habit becomes something you're not really thinking about anymore. It becomes part of what you do. And that's, that's the biggest thing is creating these habits that are just going to become part of you that you're going to feel like when we go on vacation, I always bring a pair of tennis shoes, (laughs) some kind of comfy workout clothes. I, that's just, I live in those. Yeah. Cause I wouldn't leave my toothbrush at home. Mm. So why in the world, like if you go on vacation, you, you, you still brush your teeth and stuff. And I, I just feel like it's no different. Mm Mm-hmm we got to take care of like our body because it's where we like it's, we got one, we have one body. That's That's it. It's going to carry us through the rest of our life. So we better take care of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to discount the fact that, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're talking about, you know, we just talked about you competing in these, you know, Mm -hmm. um, fitness competitions and all of that, but, um, or figure competitions. Um, and then you're saying, you know, just go out and walk, just, you Mm -hmm. know, don't have to, just, you want to build these habits into your life. And, um, and some people might think, well, that's such so small, you know, that's not going to do anything. But um, one of the first things we learn, you know, you and I, um, when we, when we learn about fitness is that exercise and fitness and all that is cumulative. It's what we do over time, you know? So if we spend all of our time trying to find the perfect workout, trying to, you know, completely transform the way we eat and the way we exercise and all that kind of stuff, it's going to be too hard. You're going to quit. hundred percent. So yeah. you got to find things you enjoy. So you keep doing them just like you said. And start small. I mean, start I didn't small. go, it took me 16 weeks of ridiculous, hard, mentally and physically exhausting training to get to the stage. It, yes. it was, it was just getting up and doing, doing the work, but you, that's not something you would do just as an everyday person, but it's the same idea. Right. It, people want to go from here to their goal, like overnight. And it just doesn't happen that way. It no. just, it doesn't. So it does add up. Those little things will add up. And then suddenly you'll wake up one day and you'll be like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> right. Look how far I've come. Yeah. Yes. And there's so. really no greater feeling than, than the things right. that you have done to take care of yourself. And it's a continual, I mean, this all comes down to, you know, self-worth, believing that you're mm-hmm. worth the time to take care of yourself and you're important right. to yourself and you're important to others. And that's why you, you, you take mm-hmm. care of yourself. So exactly. And I just want to throw one last thing in there because I'll tell you, um, I know women can sometimes feel guilty for taking time out for themselves. If you don't do that, you are not going to be the best you can for everybody else. It just, 
bottom line. That's the other thing that women sometimes like, Oh, I got to do this and that for that, you know, and you have to be selfish in that regard because even, you know, like they say in the plane and this might sound cliche, but it's the truth. You don't put on the kid's oxygen mask before your own. I mean, so you have, and this is what carried me through having five kids was stressful. Running a daycare was stressful. I used to work out early in the morning before all the daycare kids got there. Cause that was me time. Like that's yeah. where I like was able to give myself back a little bit, you know, um, so that I could go into the day feeling better. So yeah. So that's, that's super, I think the super important thing to, to remember. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, taking care of yourself, um, you know, being physical for your, you know, for your physical health, for your mm -hmm. emotional health, for your mental health. And, it, mm -hmm. and in turn, you're better for yourself and you're better for others. Exactly. That's a great last message. So Darla, yes. um, uh, people can go and learn more about you at DarlaAndrews.com, yes. right? I'll and put that in the show notes. Yes. Perfect. And I forgot to tell you, I don't know yeah. if you knew, but in 2017, I also wrote a book. Oh, that's um, right. I do know that. I did. And it's, it is called build your best body, build your best life. And it's really my story. It's a simple, short read. Um, and I really wanted it to be more than just a book on, you know, how to work out and right. diet and exercise. And it's more about my journey. So it's on Amazon, build your best body, build your best life. And, but yeah, they can, my, my social media links are on my website. Um, so yeah, so everything's there on the web, it's on there. your website, darlaandrews.com. And then you can find out about the book and yep. social media stuff there. Yeah. Right. Yep. Awesome. So, all right. As always, thank you so much, Darla. Yeah. And um, we'll have you back on to talk more awesome. about this because you, you, know, you and I could talk about this forever. I know. <laughs> Love it. It's so good to be on again. Thanks so yeah. much. You're welcome. If you find the Me Time Midlife podcast valuable, there are many ways you can support it. The best way is to simply tell your midlife friends about it. It also helps the show's visibility if you rate and review it on iTunes, Stitcher, or simply directly in your Apple Podcasts app if you listen to the show that way. And if you want more Me Time in your life and continue the conversations we have on the show with other women on a similar journey, consider joining our Me Time Midlife Community on Facebook. Simply search for Me Time Midlife Community in your Facebook search bar or go to metimemidlifepodcast.com to learn more. Thank you again for listening. And until next time, remember, you've been taking care of everyone else. It's your turn to take care of you.